0: I'm going to be a chicken farmer.
1: <laughs> Please unravel that a little bit. Uh, what do you mean? Because when you say you're going to be a chicken farmer, that automatically implies that...
0: Yeah, baby, we're going to be chicken I'm gonna farmers. I'm going to be a chicken we farmer. We are going to be chicken farmers.
1: Okay. How many do we have going right this second?
0: I have 55 eggs and an incubator.
1: <laughs> now... Please explain to me what the numbers are that out of 55, how many should take?
0: Uh, I don't know how many are going to hatch. I got them from several different sources. I picked up eggs from local farms all over town. Oh, I'm not in town. Um, But I drove all over last Friday and picked up eggs from various farmers. And we'll see what hatches I marked. I marked them all. Um, I'm guessing... I'm hoping at least 40 hatch and I'm guessing about half of them will be roosters, which I won't need. Okay. Mm hmm. So, um, yeah. Okay. So I'm going to be a really cool chicken farmer. So we're going to have to, I'm going to need you to build a chicken coop for the hens that lay
1: back off it just a, just a little like bit. This? Yeah. Cause you're really close on it. Oh. That's going to make it really hot. Okay. So come back just a little bit like this. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yes. Great.
1: Okay, so then my next thing would be building a chicken coop.
0: A chicken tractor actually. A
1: chicken tractor, of course.
0: <laughs> so then So the
1: difference is one has wheels.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um so I can live out all of my homesteading dreams. This will allow me to move the coop around the property. So these sweet little chickens can eat all the bugs and fertilize the yard and all the things. Is
1: that before or after you want me to build the flower beds?
0: Oh, I'm going to need you to. (laughs) Babe, I'm just going to need you to start
1: building. (laughs) Because we got to do that retaining wall around the house as well, remember? Right. And that walkie bath, because it's a muddy mess when it rains.
0: Did you guys know that setting... The whole idea about, oh, let's have a house out in the country and we'll make it all how we want it. We'll build and we'll do all these things. Um, It takes an exceptionally long amount of time to get things set up the way that you want. We had no idea. We really underestimated that. It's
1: it's been two years and we barely have a driveway. Yeah, barely. just got a back porch. Yeah, it's rough. Thank you, Valley Creekers. (laughs) Seriously, church family rallied around us got us a back porch built yes fantastic
0: yes (laughs) um but we really just thought all these things would be in place already and i'm shocked at how long it's taking for all the things so anyways yes i'm gonna need um raised beds for my summer vegetable garden yes ma'am yeah um and a chicken tractor and probably some other things so we'll work on that yep Mm -hmm.
1: we'll get it done yeah. Last, I, was, I don't know what, probably three weeks. Mm-hmm. God has been, it's actually funny because God had started speaking to me about the kingdom mm-hmm. and what that actually entailed and how, um, what it actually was. Because I've heard a lot about the kingdom, but it's, I've always, I don't know why I've always perceived it as this far away kingdom or then I started to understand it as a physical kingdom that's going to take place on earth after Jesus comes back. So I've never had like a truly clear interpretation of what the actual kingdom was. Oh,
0: I really thought about that. I guess I, I guess I really don't have that clear of a picture. For all the talk we do about kingdom, um, I guess I really don't have that clear of a picture. Of-
1: and, and one phrase that's always thrown me off, and I, and I never... I guess I never realized that it threw me off, um, but it always, uh, I don't know, made me giggle was when, when I would hear people say, how are you impacting the kingdom? Oh, and it's just, it's worded weird to me. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Not how are you impacting the world around you with the kingdom? Right. But you're not impacting God's kingdom. God's, Kingdom is impacting the world through us, right? Right. Is, is that right?
0: Yeah. I I never it, really thought it, about. It's it that probably way.
1: more of a semantics thing in the way it's worded, but it, it just—it's always.
0: I think we see a lot of things that we haven't really thought about. You know,
1: mm-hmm.
0: so we talk about kingdom, but the meaning's loose to us it's until God gives us revelation on certain things or draws our attention to it. We just run around saying cool things, yeah, like kingdom.
1: Yeah. Um Well, it was funny because when God had started speaking to me about the kingdom and then our church had started a series on it a couple weeks later Uh, and I was like, Oh dude, this is
0: Confirmation. Confirmation (laughs)
1: that you know, it's just nice sometimes when you have that confirmation, it's like, Okay, I'm hearing God, I'm on the right track. I'm
0: I'm not being random.
1: Let's move forward. Mm -hmm. You know, proceed with caution. So (laughs) um but one of the the big things that um, well first let's talk about how how the, how we actually interact with the kingdom in our daily life okay okay the way I'm understanding it right now that I feel like God's revealing it to me is if we want to see the kingdom move in our lives, it takes a full dedication to this thing we call a Christian walk yes. But what does that actually look like like how do you how do you truly be a disciple mm-hmm. because that a disciple a true disciple is the one bringing the kingdom into the world right um there's so many avenues that we could go with this and I want to do maybe several episodes on different we call it traits of the kingdom or okay. king like our church call it kingdom culture or kingdom principles. Okay. And feel free to jump in mm-hmm. whenever you have a thought as well. Um, this this is like I said, this is something that God is revealing to me over the past three or four weeks. Right. So I'm still trying to get a grasp on this on on what this thing actually looks like.
0: Definitely, I think that when you were telling me about it, the what really clicked with me was the whole ambassador analogy. Yeah, that really. They really made it clear, like yeah. that there is an actual kingdom. I mean, because because we don't live in a monarchy, yes, it's hard. This to, is
1: great. Go ahead.
0: Yeah, because we don't live in a monarchy, it doesn't. The word kingdom, you know, like you hear United Kingdom. Oh, okay, what does that mean? You know, we live. Yeah, we live in the U.S.
1: And in modern day, I mean the right that she didn't really have any power. The the monarchies really don't have any power.
0: Right. It's, it's more of a status
1: thing. symbol mm-hmm. at, at this point in time. But so but you're right. We, we've never lived in a, a time where king and queen were a real thing. Right. But that is a fantastic analogy. And I love that because it it's the way he explained it to me. Um, he was like, OK, so imagine you were an ambassador for the United States and you went to a foreign country.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You would. Take with you naturally the characteristics of a United States citizen, right. the accent of a United States citizen, mm-hmm. the cultural traits of a United States citizen. You wouldn't automatically be whatever country you're going to because you enter that country. You would be there for a specific purpose that's work-related. Right. And that that would be your main reason for being there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Being a part of the kingdom, being a Christian, a disciple of Jesus Mm -hmm. is identical to that. We are adopted into a kingdom Mm
0: -hmm.
1: by the king. He then turns around and sends us back out to where we came from so that more people can experience his goodness. Mm -hmm. So the way we bring or not we bring the way the kingdom enters this world is through us. It's through our actions. It's through our mindsets. It's through our prayers. It's through, it's through us. It's through humans,
0: right? The kingdom is released through people. It's released through us. Mm -hmm.
1: We're not doing anything, but being an open vessel, right? But that takes a very, rewarding, but strict lifestyle Yeah. because we're not supposed to entertain the culture of the world. Mm -hmm. That that's, that's not where we're from From the country we come from. We don't, we don't behave that way. We don't do those things.
0: We're in it, not of it. Right. Right.
1: Right. We're here on a visa.
0: (laughs) That's good. Yeah. You know, absolutely. So how does this, so it seems it's like more of an identity issue when you really embrace what the kingdom is and everything that that means for us. It really solidifies our identity that, you know, I, I loved how you said it the other night when you were talking about how, um, how when we go out, we represent God. So when we show up somewhere, then we, are the kingdom yeah. to people like we are Jesus to every person we come across um, If especially if they aren't you know that's yeah. how we release the kingdom we become uh, Jesus we become you know the hope and all the things that Jesus offers to people
1: right how do you know if you're modeling the kingdom
0: oh that's a great question
1: it's a great question. Do you have any answer? And it, I do. <laughs> <Please> answer <it. laughs> I do. I think I do. Okay. What it's do one have? that's been working for me for the past couple of weeks. Okay. You have to model Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's all Jesus did when he was here was bring the kingdom of heaven and speak about the kingdom of heaven.
0: Right. The kingdom is like the kingdom is like. Yeah. There's so many analogies.
1: So we model Jesus. Mm-hmm. We'd we be a disciple of Jesus.
0: Oh, that just seems so simple. Right. Yeah.
1: But who was Jesus? Like, who was he? What was his character like? What were his, um, worldviews? Mm-hmm. All these things are important because they reflect his character. Right. They reflect the father mm-hmm. and they brought in the kingdom. And we know that because the miracles, the prophecies.
0: Mm -hmm. There's fruit.
1: So he was the son of God. So everything he did was bringing the kingdom. He brought the kingdom of heaven to earth. Mm -hmm. So that's exactly how we bring the kingdom of heaven to earth is we study and know Jesus Mm -hmm. and have an actual relationship with him. I think that's how we bring in the kingdom of heaven. That's good. And I don't, I don't think passive Christianity brings in the kingdom of heaven. Right. I don't think you see the miracles and the dramatic life changes until you're completely surrendered yeah. and accept that he is your Lord and your king and what that actually means to you. We think, babe. <laughs> That's heavy.
0: That's heavy. Um and and one aspect. So yeah, on one hand, you're like, yeah, I don't want to misrepresent Jesus. And on the other hand, it seems so simple because, you know, you you become like who you hang around. So how much time are you spending with Jesus? How much? Yeah. Are you in your word? How much are you are you committed to quiet time because knowing about him won't help you know him more. Yeah. On it. Uh, Just that—that's what Pharisees did, and
1: yeah, it's the whole the difference between knowing something and understanding something. Mm -hmm. There's a very, very big difference.
0: Well, a stalker can know all about you, but they're not going to know you like I know you. You know,
1: they might. Well, they might. (laughs) (laughs) The world is a very scary place nowadays. They
0: mostly just know how you smell when you (laughs) sleep. (laughs) That's
1: fine. I go to I shower right before I go to bed, so you're welcome stocker. Man. <laughs> um one of the big things that i'm learning right now is uh what true repentance looks like oh, man. um because i don't think we can really experience the kingdom if we don't have a heart of repentance and you know for, for so long even with people telling me that repentance isn't an apology. I still had that kind of mindset that it was, was it's a, I'm sorry, but you kind of, I did things over and over again. So was I truly sorry or what did I ever really repent for these things or do you, do you, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. Okay.
0: Uh, We were talking about that, about how it's just, if you, if you just say I repent for this and nothing changes, then you're really making an apology if you're not. Changing your mind and allowing God to
1: change your heart.
0: Yeah. 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 I know Robert Morris says um, repentance is you changing your thinking because only God can change your heart. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And how that's the real difference is that you allow God to, you allow your mind to be changed and your mind is renewed by reading the word. Right, so you put more of, if you if you know that something if you have a conviction about something, you ask God to show it to you. You look for it in the Word and let your mind be renewed. Am I right? Yeah. Around that topic. Yeah. And then, um, and then as you walk that out, God what do you mean around that?
1: Like, so, is, what do you mean around that topic? So, are you saying like so, if you're struggling with something specific, you look up scriptures for that specific thing? Is that what you mean? Yes. Okay.
0: Yes. Um, and we know that for a lot of reasons, but one of which is that that's how, that's how Jesus handled things when anytime anything faced him, he always says the scriptures say yeah. scripture say when Satan tempted him and even was twisting scripture, he said, no, the scriptures say, and he spoke truth. And I believe that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to declare truth and that's how we, our minds are renewed yeah. You know, scripture says that too. Our minds are renewed by the word.
1: Right. You know, it's funny, I I've almost read through the entire Bible for the first time from mm-hmm. cover to cover. <sighs> Jesus is a pretty cool guy. <laughs> <laughs> he did some he did some pretty cool stuff.
0: Yeah. It's amazing for all the the one liners that we've heard. Really didn't know as much the Bible as we thought.
1: No, <laughs> I had no idea the Old Testament was crazy violent. Oh
0: my gosh! I feel like I feel like
1: every night I was in the Old Testament, I was like Amber, like fifty thousand people were slaughtered, <laughs> and they rejoiced. <laughs> it, and was, then, it, and was it
0: really like it was so much. It was so much. <laughs>
1: About reading about Jezebel's body being torn apart by dogs in the street. Oh gosh. I was like, yo, this book is savage. <laughs> this
0: so much.
1: The kingdom of heaven is at hand.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no joke. No joke. Um but okay, so we're talking about repentance. Yeah. And I think that you're right that it has a really bad rap. And people have this perspective. Okay. So it's interesting. We're talking about it at church repentance and we're in a small group and everyone in the small group kept talking about how their religious upbringing had this horrible connotation for repentance. Like they thought it was this awful thing and shameful. But for me, I wasn't brought up in church, so I didn't have anything to undo that way for me repentance was always
1: what do you mean like bad theology
0: yeah like it didn't feel to say i repent for something didn't feel heavy or horrible or okay any of the things that the other people that were brought up catholic or in other um i don't even know yeah other denominations where um where they felt a lot more guilt and shame for everything that they did wrong and they just kind of carried that for me, repentance always came with freedom. And even more so now, like in the last year, every I, I'm always asking God to reveal to me things that I can repent for. And I am truly delighted when he shows me something because I know that there's freedom on the other side of it. He doesn't want me to repent so he can rub my nose in what I did wrong. He wants me to repent so I can have freedom. Yeah. Because the whole the reason why he doesn't want us to have sin is he doesn't want us to have the consequences of sin. Right. So when he leads you to repent and then that frees us from whatever consequences we're dealing with at that time or bondage or all the things that we're just unaware of.
1: Yeah. Yeah. When I think of repentance now, it's very different than the way I used to think of it. Cause I, I came from, and I can't even really point out any specific teachings that, um i remember or i just had that connotation that repentance was more of an apology like i knew it wasn't an apology it was more of a heart condition but mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah i didn't really understand but now when i think of it it's i do take it more of an intimate thing cuz it's it's something that i I'm, I'm saying i know that this isn't your will for my life So what I'm going to do is in honor of you and because I want nothing more than to be close to you, I'm going to turn my back on this and just go with you. Mm -hmm. Like that's how I view repentance now. Right. It's more like you said, it's more of an opportunity mm -hmm. to grow closer to him.
0: And scripture says his kindness leads us to repentance. Oh, yeah. And that is just the most beautiful thing, I think. The most beautiful illustration, because it's true. It's his kindness that leads us to repentance. I mean, it, it just, when I really think about it, it just makes me want to cry. Not a lot of things do, but that does. Yes. Yeah. Uh, when you've experienced his kindness, that leads you to repent. And then you experience a new level of freedom on the other side of that, you realize how deep his love is.
1: Right. That's really good.
0: And I don't even hesitate to repent anymore. I think that we should normalize it, right? Um, and our vocabularies. We should normalize it. We should talk about it more. I know that even when I talk to secular friends, if I am repenting for something, I'll tell them, "Oh, this happened, and um, you know, I had to repent to my daughter because I wasn't. I realized I wasn't doing this God's way, or I had to repent to Nick." And I, the way I talk about it, it, it Makes it not as scary, I think.
1: Did you tell Faith to come repent to me today?
0: No, did she? <laughs> That's fantastic. She
1: did. I was in here working on stuff and she came in and sat on the bed and she was like, Dad, I need to repent to you. And I was like, <laughs> For what? For what? She's like, I came in here <laughs> and I saw your nightstand drawer was open and there was a small camera in there, so I took it. And I was like, there was a camera in my nightstand.
0: She's
1: like, yeah, the small one. I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. So she brought it to me and it was that old one that we had. The
0: one that we gave her? Yeah. And I'm
1: like, <laughs> I don't even know whose camera that is, Faith. I forgive you. <laughs> you're forgiven.
0: I'm glad you said that. Yeah. That's funny. What is. What's even funnier is that it was hers already. Yeah, but she couldn't even enjoy it because her heart
1: wasn't right. Maybe I needed to repent to her for taking it. (laughs) It was in my nightstand.
0: (laughs) I'm sure I was probably cleaning up and I threw it in there. I'm sure that's what happened. Oh boy. Yeah. But anyways, I hope that we make it more normal for our children that they don't think twice about repenting. That they just it's just it's the simplest thing that you realize when you have a conviction in your heart, then you repent.
1: Yeah. And you and, you know, when you have those convictions, like there's many of times that I know God was speaking to me something very specifically. Mm -hmm. And what happens is you ignore it. (laughs) And what does he do? He just starts repeating. This was what happened to me. He would just start repeating the same thing anytime he spoke to me. Until he spoke anything else to me, until I acted on that one thing, and it's probably still true today, I'm just better at acting on what he says. Mm-hmm. But that's all he would speak to me, and that's why I would get to that wall. And the one thing he was telling me to come clean and repent of would be the last thing he spoke to me until I did that thing. And he would even tell me, I am not speaking anything else until this is dealt with and when it when the consequences of the actions or the severity of the consequences are dire mm-hmm. because i very well could have lost my entire family by coming clean mm-hmm. and it took me so long to do it and it buried me deeper and deeper and deeper And those are the consequences of ignoring his instruction and his conviction Mm -hmm. and his call to repentance.
0: Not necessarily the ones I think he brings on. It's just what he was trying to spare you from.
1: That's what I'm saying. Yeah. The the, the reason he was saying, hey, you need to bring this into the light now. Mm -hmm. You need to repent of this now because he knew what was coming. Right. It didn't have to be that way. The Israelites didn't have to be in the desert for 40 years. Yeah. Right? Right. So he knew what that would have saved me from, but I couldn't do it. I had that much bondage and that much oppression that I could not bring myself to do it. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: It was self preservation. Yeah. So I kept it in the dark. I didn't repent, and down the hill I went Mm -hmm. because my relationship with God stopped at that point. It could not go any further. Yeah. There was nothing he could do for me until I acted. Yeah.
0: Well, even on smaller scale things, I it doesn't really matter when you're when God speaks to you and you don't obey. <laughs> you can't it's like when our kids all ask for our advice and then they ignore us. I'm going to keep giving you advice like until you're receptive to my voice. Yeah.
1: Fortunately, that's not God. Yeah. He's just going to keep giving you that same advice.
0: (laughs) Well, I've noticed that if I'm like, Hey, I haven't heard from God. And when I'm trying to press in, if I sit on it long enough, if I ask him to reveal to me, what am I disobeying? Mm -hmm. Then he'll remind me of something he said to me before. Yeah. Because if God goes quiet on me, it's because I've hardened my heart. Yeah. Yeah. I closed the door like he was trying to speak something to me, and I I allowed myself to believe the lie that that's not God talking to you, <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. just like anything else, you know, yeah. or like um, when Satan tries to help you keep things in the dark, and yeah, no, like, oh, you can't come out with that, right? You can't you can't talk about that. No, yep. do you under No, it's that's just you. It's okay. Like it, it's better this way, right? Do you have any idea what's going to happen if you? really let people know
1: and those there's so many lies that are like that it's and the scary thing is a lot of what he says is true
0: yeah Mm -hmm.
1: what people actually think what people are saying all those are probably true
0: Mm -hmm. yep
1: but I will tell you from experience when you experience God's freedom after you go through with what he's telling you to do Mm mm-hmm Boy, they can say and think whatever they want, yeah, because I'm free. I'm free from it. I have no secrets.
0: Uh, it's easier. You to, can
1: say anything about me. <laughs> it's nothing that you don't know now. so
0: but facts aren't the same thing as truth mm-mm. And that's the whole thing, you know, when the enemy twists scripture and and turns and turns words around and tries to give you, a misunderstanding of what of what was said, or what happened, or just a a misinterpret, a misinterpreted view. I think
1: it's a perverted view.
0: Yeah, it's a perverted view. Very good. Yeah, that's a very good way to say that. Um, it's exactly what it is. Oh man, it's a perverted view. He perverts the truth, mm-hmm. and like I tell my kids, if it's not genuine truth, it's a lie. Yeah. Period. Like if there's anything about it, that's not the the actual truth. It's a lie. It doesn't matter. Omitted facts. It's a lie. And so that's why he's the king of lies. But yeah, he'll use facts. Mm-hmm. So it seems it's easy to validate. It's easy to build a case in our heads. It's easy to do those things because they're facts, but it's not the same thing as the truth.
1: Right. Yeah. I can remember the two words that broke my heart and haunted me simultaneously for years was tell her that was it for so many years that was the only thing i could hear from god when i would try to come back to him hey god i'm ready to change i'm ready to change great (laughs) i'm so glad you're back Um, first thing I want you to do is tell her. (laughs) I'd be like, all right, well, see you in a couple years later. (laughs) Still on that boat, are we? Yeah. And so until that happened, I was at a standstill. I was drowning. All because of two words. And within those two words you could feel so much implication of what those two words meant mm-hmm. two words tell her meant come clean about everything wasn't like there was like tell her this one thing he's like you know what i mean when i say tell her because there would be even conversations where i would be like okay how about? But <laughs> you're gonna heart, negotiate yes. It. My heart was like, you know, fool, what you need to do. Yeah. So without, without, um, without that true repentance, I feel like I say repentance weird. I either hit that T no, real you hard. said
0: weird, weird, just now. Weird, <laughs> weird.
1: I say it weird. <laughs> you think I'm weird? I think you're weird. Anyone who doesn't know Andrew Womack needs to look him up, and he's a great preacher. I love him. But if you think he's weird, don't worry; he thinks you're weird.
0: (laughs) One of my favorite quotes. (laughs) It's a solid impersonation. (laughs) So good. (laughs) If that's you, if there's anything on your heart, I just, I would encourage you to ask God to reveal to you exactly what you need to repent for ask him to show you um the lie that you believe in that ask him to show you the truth mm-hmm. uh, look for it look for it in the word go to somebody go to um, a pastor or somebody that you trust that's grounded in their faith in yeah uh, and talk to them
1: and one thing i think um is important to note is when you're operating in a in the kingdom, mm-hmm. um, we all have heard of it like the upside down kingdom. Yeah. Everything seems to be backwards in God's kingdom. Yeah. Um, the least shall be first. You know yeah, what I mean? Absolutely. This the leader is the servant. All those kind of teachings. Mm-hmm. Um Babe, this is episode number three where I done did this. <laughs>
0: Where you talk like a real person? How real conversations happen?
1: Yeah, but you haven't done this once. Here lose I your have. train of thought.
0: You don't think I've done that? Mm-mm. Oh, babe! So many trains leave the station. Just more I always to pull just in. assumed it was. <laughs> I, always, I
1: always assumed it was just the drugs I've done. Like it finally, just like fried parts of my memory. Oh, I don't think that's true. So with it being everything kind of backwards, and and, and I'm not gonna act like I understand this, but. When God's asking you to repent of one thing, it could be to release something spiritually in a completely different area of your life. Yes. They don't have to be tied to each other. So you may think what he's asking you to repent of is something minuscule and very insignificant, but it could be that very thing that's in the way of, let's say, a promotion at your work or favor at your work or... It's it's just one of those heart things that he's either testing your heart or he's working something out of your heart Mm -hmm. that's going to open doors in other areas of your life. Yes, that's
0: so good. And the truth is, no matter how much revelation a person has about how spiritual things work, we truly know basically nothing about the spiritual realm and what goes on. Yeah. And so we have no idea what's tied to what. That's why we walk in obedience God and we just trust that he knows what's right for us whether we see the results of it or not we trust yeah because he knows all and is all and there's just there's just so much that we don't
1: understand well, don't you think that's why it's so important to go back to uh, staying in your word yes because that's the only way that we know how to model Jesus yes yes I know there's personal words of knowledge that he speaks and Everything you know, the Bible isn't the only way that God speaks to us, but that's where we learn who Jesus is and yeah. was. Yeah, I mean, you, you can't get any better of a source than the Bible, right? So, if you're not constant, and I'm gonna say constantly, I used to think when I heard people say stuff like that, it was very religious, and I'm like, oh, get a life, dude, you gotta have <laughs> some kind of fun. But when you're a disciple, like that is your fun. Yes, that that is what you enjoy. That's what you learn to appreciate and spend your time doing. Yeah, like when I come home from work, I I like to read my Bible. Yeah, even if the kids are running around screaming and stuff, I still like to be reading. Mm-hmm. I even like to fall asleep with my Bible in my hands sometimes, not reading it, just holding it. Like it's I don't know. <laughs> it's just this weird like you you learn to fall in love with the book it's because you weird. realize the 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 power source that it is yes that is that's where we get it all from that's where we learn to understand him and the more we understand him the more we can be like him and the more we can be like him the more of the kingdom activity that we're going to see in our lives
0: yes absolutely it's just
1: like we said today on the way home from church this christianity is so simple Mm Mm-hmm. But it's so complex.
0: Yes. Mm -hmm. It's so simple. Yeah.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of practical things that you've got to take care of on your end.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Why wouldn't there be? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: When you're surrounded by a counterculture, why would you think there wouldn't be any work that needs to be put in Mm -hmm. to stay close to your creator Mm -hmm. and to... Stay in tune with the culture that you were adopted into, which is another good point. You were adopted into it, so you have no idea about that culture yeah. until you dig into the word.
0: That's true. Wow, that's good.
1: So we better learn the culture that we're supposed to be representing before we can represent it. Wow.
0: Hmm.
1: Which does not happen overnight.
0: It's <laughs> making me feel like I need <laughs> to go read my Bible right now. A lot this of things. This does they not need to happen know.
1: overnight. <laughs> it doesn't, but that that's okay. Yeah, that is okay.
0: Well, it's great. I mean, that's the most beautiful part. It's a big part of us doing this podcast is, you know, talking about the things that God's revealing to us, yeah. step by step, like as we're walking this thing out with God and He's revealing His heart to us, and we're learning things and putting them into practice, sharing them so that it can help you all in your processing. You know, maybe God's kind of revealed that to you or revealed it to you in a different way. And yeah, we'd love to hear from you. Please let us know how God's revealed it to you differently. Um, because by n- no means at all are we saying that we're complete experts.
1: Oh no, no, Definitely no. Definitely no, no. not. We're trying to make this in the most layman's terms as possible. Yeah. Because that's the only way that I'm understanding it right now. Trust me, God does not speak to me in big theological words. Yes. Like I said, the biggest transformation of my life came from two words, right. two one syllable words. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't have to be profound. Yeah, and God meets you right where you're at.
0: That's real. That's just as real as it gets. Um, we're just following Jesus one step at a time, and and we hope that maybe it'll create some shortcuts for other people. Things that we were hung up on for a long time we hope that it'll be your aha moment uh, as other people's are our aha moments and breakthrough we've had a lot of breakthroughs or even being able to repent easier because of other things that we've heard we've heard other pastors talking about repenting and making they're really breaking down the barriers because they'll talk about instances where they repented and what God did in their life through it when yeah. they're because they would be vulnerable with their life we were able to to really examine ours yeah, and to not be so guarded. Right. Cause I think we were guarded. We were guarding all the things feeling like, Oh, I don't know. Am I did stuck? it, did it happen? Yes. You no, know please, saying? please. Yeah. I didn't forget. I just, did you forget the right it?
1: Words. Are you about to sneeze?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to sneeze. I don't have allergies. Um, is a pride thing. Okay. Wanting to have it all together. We didn't, nobody wants to walk around saying I'm a sinner until it stops feeling so scary. Right. And when other people say, oh, we're all sinners here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, me too. It's like when you go to AA, that's why they say, and I'm an alcoholic, so everyone can be more comfortable admitting what they are and then being able to deal with it. Right. And so it's the same thing. Us being willing to say what we are and what how God has helped us deal with things. We hope that it'll help you guys be able to say, This is who I am, and yeah. this is what I'm dealing with.
1: Yeah. Well, you can't really operate in the hierarchy of that relationship until you understand that He is a Savior yeah. and you are saved. You were saved because you were a sinner. All of us. <laughs> right? Yes, it sounds nice I, to say
0: I'm saved. It's harder to say I'm a sinner.
1: I do want to touch on um, one aspect of repentance because sometimes repentance will um, just be between you and God. But sometimes repentance involves going to somebody that you harmed. Right. That's when it becomes scary and that's when it becomes real. Is when it involves a third party that is not going to take your repentance well, like God does. Mm-hmm. So that is a risk that you run, and it's a necessary risk because here's it's going to go down one or two ways. And let's let's use an affair as an example, just because it's relatable the spouse that got cheated on has the option to leave
0: mm-hmm. rightfully so mm-hmm.
1: or they have the option to forgive mm-hmm. which is a process the person that cheated needs to understand that there's consequences to what they've done right. so coming clean in the form of repentance and being truly apologetic Is great, but you have to be understanding that you could lose everything. Or you're going to have to walk through a process of restoration. These are consequences of that sin. Right. The thing that he was trying to protect you from. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: If you have the opportunity to restore things that best case scenario Mm -hmm. and be thankful and trust that process. If you lose everything that sucks, but he's still going to be there for you. And you're, you're still going to get that breakthrough that he was promising you because you were obedient and you're going to go through a world of hell and pain and hurt. It's it's not going to take those are the consequences of our sin. He can't take those away from us that's why it's so important that we model jesus it keeps us out of those situations Mm -hmm. if our moral standards are like jesus and our ethical standards are like jesus it keeps us out of those situations that's why he tells us to model after him it's not so that we can all be like him because he's an egomaniac it's because (laughs) he knows he created us so he knows what's good for us and what lifestyles are good for us and what's going to harm us that's why we have to model him. But I was saying that just to say, I'm, this isn't to say because you repent, God makes everything beautiful again. He does in time, mm-hmm. but there, there's consequences that you're going to have to walk through. Right. That doesn't. That that, that doesn't repentance doesn't negate that. He's right. still a just God.
0: Absolutely. Well, his if you remain surrendered to him and trust him. He will meet you with his grace yeah. through, that, through whatever process you have to go through. However, you're right. It, I think that it is important for people to understand. Repentance will bring freedom. And there's there's nothing like it. There's nothing that compares to freedom. But, I should say and. And,
1: and yeah,
0: at the same time, there's going to be natural consequences you have to deal with. Yep. You know, if you... Burn down your house. Guess what? You don't have a house. <laughs> yeah. You got to rebuild. Yeah, yeah. Will his grace be there? Yes, but. You're
1: not going to be arrested for it. Right. But you still got to rebuild your house. Right. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, that's a really good point because I think people believe um, that things should be all better.
1: Right. Um, and trust me, I truly believe in God's eyes, he thinks the same thing. Mm-hmm. It should have never been this way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think his heart's broken over it. But this... And... At the same time... You also shouldn't be um, holding on to it. Once you repent... And you know that you're forgiven... Yeah. The shame... The shame part of things... Or the lie that tells you that you're still that same person... uh, It's important to define the line. So when you... If you're still hearing uh, condemning things... And the shame and all those internally, you can know that that is, that is not God speaking to you. That is not truth. That is not the freedom.
1: Understand that that's an open wound that somebody's prying at and scratching at.
0: Right. Absolutely. And even more reason to be in the word. Yeah. You know, hear the truth. So you know the lie. That's how you spot a
1: counterfeit to be in the word and to be in community. Yes. Yes. In community too. Yes. Still, something I really suck at, and I'm really trying, and I feel like I'm getting better at. But
0: y'all, that's that is a big goal of ours is to create community, um, and it one that's deeper than it is large. So, yeah. and rather than having a ton of acquaintances that we have, uh, deep relationships that are meaningful with other believers. Yeah, that level of community, and we're working at it. It just also, a process. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, do the hard work, guys. If the Lord is prompting you, if you feel, deal with it. Just deal yeah. with it. Go to Him. Repent. Let Him
1: move you forward. Yeah. And get that bad taste of the word repent out of your mouth. Yes. Get the homeless, crazy guy screaming on a bullhorn off the corner in San Harder Francisco. Word. Get that guy out of your head. That's not, that's not true repentance. Yes. That's fear. And that's, that's not what it is. Um, it's a good thing. It's an act of worship. It's an opportunity to draw closer to him and him draw closer to you and set you free. And it is so good. Yeah. It's a loving so father thing. It's, around, it's such an important part of um, letting him mold you so that he can bring his kingdom through you. Yeah, um, and there's, gosh, there's so many things about the kingdom that I want to get into, um, but we'll save those for for different episodes because
0: because it's a lot. It's a lot. There's
1: <laughs> a lot to unpack. Okay, um,
0: y'all. So repent, repent, Amen. and
1: stay tuned about these chickens because we're about to get a, get to work. And um oh my gosh, I can't wait for the to hatch. See now I gotta go buy overalls and a straw hat.
0: But and, you're so cute. But the only guy up. I'm thinking
1: of right now is the guy from uh, Waterboy. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I see homo naked. <laughs> I see homo naked. I see homo naked. You're not thinking of
0: Waterboy. You're thinking of um, Joe Dirt. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. That was Joe Dirt. You're right. But the same guy is in yep. Waterboy also. Okay. Almost the okay. identical character, too. <laughs> okay. Repent. Uh, repent.
0: We're watching this.
1: we love you guys bye